Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 18th of July and as always with the information contained in this podcast is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any other thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off as always with the scores on the doors. And last night, the Dow Jones managed a 76-point rise, or 0.22%, 34,585. It had a high of 156 up and a low of 90 down. NASDAQ kicking higher, 0.9% higher, 131 points, 14,245. We had the S&P up 17 points, or 0.39% in the middle for Diddle, as always, 45.23. With the VIX volatility index up a mere 1%, 13.48. SPY futures down 20 points, or 0.28%, 7,239. We had a five-point loss yesterday on the ASX 200, down 0.06%. Resources uh, taking it badly yesterday, 0.85% down. 53 points. Banks were better, 0.4 of a percent higher yesterday. Of course, resources suffering a little bit on the back of that Chinese GDP number coming in below expectations. So that very much dominating uh, there. European markets, we had stock 600 down 0.6, FTSE down 0.4, Germany down 0.2, France down 1.1% there as well. Looking at the US stocks, uh, NVIDIA up 2.2%, AMD up 2.1%, Netflix up 1.8%. you think that would be being sold off a little bit at the moment, given the actors and screenwriters strike that's going on. No new content and very much an argument about residuals for actors. Uh, Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, up 06 Tesla having a good night, up 3.2%. Amazon and Alphabet, though, eased back. Amazon down 08 Alphabet formerly known as Google, down 0.5%. Microsoft up 0.1%. And Apple, 1.7% higher. US banks, we had Bank of America up 1%. Wells Fargo up 2.7%. Goldman Sachs up 0.3%. Morgan Stanley up 0.7%. Citigroup up 1.1%. And JP Morgan up 2.4%. So that could bode well for Macquarie and our banking sector today, which obviously did outperform yesterday. European banks, we had UBS up 0.3, Barclays up 0.6, and Deutsche up 2.4% there. Some of the news coming out of the US last night, Activision rising 3.5%, productive talks with Microsoft and British regulators as well. Ford, though, fell nearly 6% after it cut the price of its F-150 electric truck. Uh, Janet Yellen was speaking in a Bloomberg interview as well, expressed optimism about the U.S. economy. That certainly helped the market last night, stating that she did not foresee a recession and believes the country is making progress in reducing inflation. She did acknowledge the slower growth in China, uh, but emphasized the U.S. labor market, jobs market remains strong and inflation data is heading in the right direction. So good news there. We had the Russell 2000 doing well last night as well. That was up 1.04%. So some sector rotation continuing as some of those small caps play a little bit of catch up to some of the biggies. Toronto Stock Exchange down 02 
of a percent. Of course, the Canadian economy, not dissimilar in many ways to the Australian economy. Looking at uh, the mining and commodity sector, we had Brent crude pretty much unchanged. Uh, it was down 1.64% uh, last night. So that was uh, something a little bit of... Um, Negativity creeping in on the back of some of that Libyan news on resumption of production. We had uh, $1.3, $1.30, 7856 for Brent crude. WTI, $1.27 down, 1.68%, 74.12. Gold, pretty much unchanged, uh, down 50 cents, 19.54 and a half. Silver, though, took a bit of a 0.4% a tumble. Platinum up 0.5. Looking at uh, LME commodity prices, clearly being affected by those Chinese GDP numbers yesterday. We had LME copper down 2.1%, nickel down 2.9%, aluminium down 0.8%, zinc uh, down 1%, lead down 1.3%, and ton down 0.9% of a percent. Iron ore was easier, down 0.5%. Dalian iron ore futures down 0.8%. Coal also slipping as well, not such a merry old soul coal today. And in the stocks, BHP down 1.6% in ADR terms. Rio down 1.8% in ADRs. Glencore down 2.8%. Freeport McMoran 1.5% easier. Vale down 1.1%. Sigma Lithium though having a good night last night up 3%. And Livent up 1%. Piedmont Lithium as well up 4.6% in overseas trade. So a little bit of interest there in some of those lithium stocks. Looking at the bond yields last night, 10-year yields in the US 3.809, two years 4.742, and the Aussie 3.96 at the moment in terms of that uh, 10-year yield. So pretty steady. Bitcoin uh, lost 0.3 of a percent. The Aussie dollar 68.17. So that's doing okay at the moment. And the US dollar index slip sliding away down to James Bond, 007%, 99.89 there. Looking at other news coming out of the US last night, we did see a bit of an issue uh, starting to appear in the wheat sector. Wheat prices surging after Russia ended the grain deal uh, to be allowing Ukraine to be shipping grain. And uh, that is not good news, I guess, for the world's food supply. Also, not great news for inflation. So just something to keep an eye on there. Of course, in the US, it's all about earnings this week. Uh, we do get second quarter earnings season gathering steam. We get Bank of America, Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. We also get United Airlines, Las Vegas Sands and tech giants Tesla and Netflix. Wall Street, of course, expecting a gloomy season with lower profits. Analysts are forecasting more than 7% decline in S&P 500 earnings from a year ago. Uh, we do have, at the moment, the Federal Reserve's blackout period, which is the two weeks prior to the July policy meeting. The Fed heads are not allowed to talk to the media. Traders are anticipating a, a pretty much dead set cert that the Federal Reserve will increase interest rates this month. 97% chance of that happening. In other US news, Goldman Sachs strategists have lowered their recession projection to 20% from 25%, noting the recent data have reinforced the confidence that bringing inflation down to acceptable level will not require an inflation. JP Morgan's Marco Kalanovich 
isn't as bullish as he was before. He sees a lower recession risk near term. Uh, he says uh, he has been a bear during this year's market rally. Uh, he noted that benign and complacent pricing and recession risk, along with increasing signs that the credit cycle is emerging, makes us more negative on corporate bonds and more positive on government bonds. Looking at local news today, we've got some news out from Ansel this morning. It says it's tracking to FY23 guidance, warns though of cost increases. It expects to earn between 1.17 and 1.18 US dollars per share in financial 23, which is in the middle of its prior guidance range there. It also warned of job cuts in its manufacturing division and it expects FX to have a moderate headwind with a material benefit to FY23. Earnings from low employee incentive realisations. There we go. Uh, The Media this morning in the AFR talking about some interest from uh, a Dollarama, which is a US group, could be interested in the reject shop, TRS being the stock code there. Uh, The reject shop's big investors include Benelong Funds Management and Wilson Asset Management. Uh, Also today, let's have a look at some of the broker moves. The main holdings are downgraded to neutral from a buy at UBS, target cut to $3.75 from 4 bucks. AGL has been upgraded to overweight from neutral at JP Morgan. Target increased to $14.30 from $11.20, which gives it a 25% upside. IGO, a bit of a shocker yesterday on those impairments from its purchase of Western Areas, which I've got to say, it's always been a troubled company, Western Areas. They wrote nearly a billion dollars off on that purchase. It's been now downgraded to a sell from a hold at Canaccord Genuity. Target price, though, has increased to $14.25 from $14, giving it a 7% downside. And we have had uh, SRG Global securing a contract with Len Lease, valued at around $30 million. Adriatic Metals has reported final assay results from Rupis Northwest, the exploration drilling to continue after release of resource estimates there. Cooper Energy out this morning with fourth quarter revenue numbers, 48.9 million. Uh, that's uh, 21% down from a year ago, 61.8 million. Production, 0.87 million barrels of oil equivalent. Uh, at uh, last year, a year ago, it was 0.86, so pretty much in line in terms of production. Galileo Mining has reported net cash used in operating activities. Uh, cash and cash equivalent still 14.5 million and fully funded to implement all planned drilling programs. Plenty says its loan portfolio grew to 1.9 billion, uh, 32% higher. And we've also seen the retirement of GrowthPoint CEO Tim Collier. So that's uh, of interest if you're in the REIT sector, I guess, at the moment. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, May the trading gods be with you.